0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Kenneth Gagnon. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run stomp. Switchcraft number 119 is actually brought to you by a lot more than just one patron. There's a lot of patrons over there, and they're all really awesome, and I just want to take a a moment to address uh, some change that happened on the Patreon, or not the Patreon, but on Patreon as a website. Um, I just want to address this Patreon issue. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, Patreon recently made a change to the way that they collect money from patrons. Uh, I want to make sure that anyone that doesn't like what Patreon is doing uh, here, if you decide to stop pledging, I 100% support that decision. Uh, I feel like Patreon's made a big mistake here. Uh, what they've done is they basically have added a per pledge charge. So now a $1 a month pledge, it now costs the uh, the patron an additional 35 cents and 2.9% on top of that. Now, if it's a $2 a month pledge, it costs an additional $0.35 plus 2.9%. So it's not $0.35 per dollar. It's just $0.35 per charge. Now, this really disproportionately damages the smaller backers for any Patreon. For instance, if you're somebody who uh, backs three or four different Patreons, then you're going to get charged that $0.35 cents each time that you do so. And the reason that Patreon is doing this, they're doing this mainly to obviously make more money. Uh, but the, the main reason is they're trying to combat their um, credit card fees that they have to pay on all of these dollar charges. Now, what they used to do is they would pass that burden along to the uh, Patreon owner. Or the creator. So I used to pay that fee, and now they've taken it away—the ability for me to 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 take to pay that fee and forcibly put it on you, the listener and the supporter. Um, I wouldn't pay that thirty-five percent or thirty-five cent fee uh, at each Patreon that I went to, and I don't expect any of you to do so either. Uh, like I said, this change disproportionately damages smaller backers for any Patreon. I personally hope that no one feels any obligation to continue on Patreon if it isn't in your best interests, Uh, but I want to say that, and and I've seen a lot of people leave the Patreon because of this. Like, I, I didn't even really realize what was happening the other day, and I looked at my Patreon, and I had like five or six people who left, and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? I must have said something horrible that I wasn't even thinking of. And then I reached out to one of them that I kind of knew pretty well, and uh, they explained what was going on. And I was like, oh, God, I had no idea that that's what was happening. So I completely understand if people want to cancel their Patreon pledge. I just hope that you if you do, you remain part of this community, uh, regardless of how you support or if you don't support at all. If you just listen, that is enough. I do not do this for the money. I do this because I like to talk about video games. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's one of my favorite things to do is to play video games. And I love to talk about them. And I think that if you've been around here long enough, you'll know that that's where uh, I'm coming from. In fact, I never put the Patreon up until somebody asked me to do so. So uh, putting in chat says uh at rjs can we donate to you directly via paypal you can uh if that's what you want to do and that is paypal.me dot slash run jump stomp or paypal.me slash run jump stomp uh and that goes directly to me i mean there's there's a fee there too but i pay that fee at, at least i believe i'm the one that pays that fee not you um so If you want to cancel the Patreon, uh, and I know this is a bunch of stuff at the beginning, but if you want to cancel the Patreon, I completely understand and support that. And I think that Patreon's done a big mistake here because they're driving away a majority of the money that they're going to be getting because a lot of people are getting their support through small donations, not big ones. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and on Saturday and whatever time the the universe allows. That's totally a lie this week because I recorded Tuesday's episode on Monday and now it's Friday and I'm recording Saturday's episode. I'm still doing it live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, but with the holidays shuffling everything around, it's really tough for me to keep the exact schedule. However, I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that I get three episodes out every single week. Uh, if you go to twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp and hang out there, you're going to find some fantastic people there. Uh, i scrolling back up to the top. We've got, we were talking quite a bit here, so there's a bunch to scroll through. Uh, we've got Vaxxer is here, Kodiak Moonwolf, Slea, uh Link31254. Um, I, uh, like Jet Ski is here as well. Uh, Pudding is here. I like that. Uh, I like Pudding. There's always room for Pudding. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Joel Mead is here. TF Wagner is also here. Rezzed TV is here as well. And I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I think that I've got everybody. I could be wrong. Um... I said, uh, TF Wagner, Oh, I think I already said that. Dang it, reading these names is tough. Anyway, thank you guys for coming and hanging out. They're not the only people here. Make sure that you are aware that if you're a lurker, I appreciate you too. Um, let's talk about the uh, feedback from all of you. Um, I've gotten a review on iTunes. They said, I listen to many Switch podcasts and they are all good, but I find myself consistently listening to all of yours, no matter the subject, while skipping many from the other guys. You give concise, honest opinions, which have led me to trying out some games that I may not have considered. The length of each episode is perfect. It's not bogged down by trying to hit the hour mark like some others. My only gripe is I wish you had daily shows, because three a week isn't enough for me. Being a dad of three young kids and having a full-time job takes a lot of my time away from hobbies as you can relate. So I commend you for finding the time to share with us all. And that was from bingo bango 21 from the US on iTunes. Thank you very much for the review. I appreciate that. Uh, Reviewing the show definitely helps. We've got over 100 reviews on iTunes now, which is pretty great for a podcast of my size. Uh, So I'm pretty happy with that. Thank you guys for the support. Um, I also received an email. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can do so at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, this one reads, Hey Bill, how's it going? I just heard your last show when you're recommending games to the dude that asked you that question. You all right. You are right. You cannot talk to people. However, like your son, my daughter is into Minecraft. I'm not sure how, how old your son is, but my daughter is eight. My son is nine, by the way. Um, And a while back, she was playing Minecraft online. Well, in that game, you can write sign, on signs, and that's how people communicate uh, what to do. Well, this one time, my daughter was playing in tablet mode, sitting next to me, and she was telling me and my wife playful things someone was saying when all of a sudden she said, what the heck is this person Just asked me to have sex. My reaction was to just took it off of her or away from her. And I said, for now, Minecraft is only on TV mode. I was looking for a way to complain like in Splatoon, but I couldn't find one. The other interesting thing, I... I'm sorry, this is a few typos on here. My guess is they typed this from their phone. The other thing interesting is... I have the parent app and put restrictions on games above nine for when she plays. Well, long story short, apparently Minecraft age recommends over 14, so I had to lift that. Keep up the good show. Thank you very much for the email. Um, this is really weird to me because when I was playing, like my son and I each have Minecraft on our switches and we were sitting there playing and he was, I, I joined his his uh, place and we're walking around, and he's showing me stuff that he had built. Um, and I said, well, what's this um, sign that says censored mean? And he goes, there's no sign there that says censored. It says, I, I don't know, like throne room or something. I can't remember exactly what it says. Um, but when I looked at the sign, it said censored. Like I couldn't, re- I couldn't read what he had written on the sign. So I booted up Minecraft the other day and i'm looking through it when i got your email and i'm looking through it and i could not find the setting to censor signs online now i'm not sure if that is uh if that is something that is done at the system level or not i just it just occurred to me that maybe it's in the nintendo parental controls app so i'm i'm opening that right now while i'm responding to this and i'm looking at um No, that's not it. That was the, that's not the settings console settings. So I'm looking at his console settings and under restriction level. Ah, here we go. So under restriction level, uh, you can go down on the bottom. It says communicating with others. I have mine as restricted and posting to social media is restricted. So that might be why that happened with me. So instead of just restricting the software, you can also restrict communication. And I think that will clear up the way that uh, people can communicate her through the signs. There's unfortunately, unless you have more than one switch, there's no way to test it for sure. But hopefully that will help. Anyway, thank you very much for emailing. Uh, again, that's runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Other ways to get a hold of me is at runjumpstomp on Twitter, 260 uh, run jump. That's two six zero seven eight six fifty eight sixty seven to call and leave a voicemail. And, of course, you can join the Discord at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord and uh, communicate with us there. We have a wonderful community of fantastic people that are just waiting to hear from you. This Christmas, Pepsi would like to help you celebrate the holidays with a chance of winning a present from Mario in the Pepsi Nintendo Holiday Game, where you could win one of thousands of terrific Nintendo prizes, like these action sets, game packs, and best of all, the sensational new Game Boy. So hurry up and play before it's all over. Look for details on how to win your Nintendo prize wherever you see these Pepsi holiday displays. Well, because I'm recording the episode early, uh, the last episode was yesterday, so not a whole lot of news has happened since then, so I don't have a lot of news to talk about. Uh, that's okay. I need it to be a short show. I've got people coming over. Um, so let's, let's talk about the Game Awards because that happened yesterday after I recorded the episode. And, you know, I said that I've said for a long time that game award shows have traditionally been fairly condescending, almost as if it was a bunch of old guys in a boardroom and they're like, what are those nerds like? Let's give them some of that stuff. And it, it always felt like pe- like I was being talked down to and I didn't really like that. Um, I was fully expecting to see that with, with the game awards this year and... I didn't see that. I was really impressed. I felt like that they did a really great job, and I am now looking forward to watching the Game Awards every year if they continue to treat it with the respect that games deserve. Um, that being said, there weren't everything wasn't wonderful. There was that one, um, I think it a, a Brazilian guy or Italian guy. I can't remember what, what country he's from, but he was talking about. Uh, his game a way out. And, you know, he was, you know, saying pretty ridiculous things. Um, um, I don't, if I were in charge of the Game Awards, I certainly wouldn't invite that guy back. Um, you know, that was the one mar on otherwise a really good show. But, you know, let's, let's talk about Nintendo. Uh, so Nintendo was there, as I expected that they would be. Uh, they did make a few announcements and I want to talk about those. But before we get to those announcements, first off, I want to talk about what they won because Nintendo came away with, uh, they they made out pretty well at the Game Awards this year. So let's start with uh, Zelda. It won Game of the Year. It won Best Direction, which I'm sure that it deserved. But as somebody who is just a gamer, I don't really know what that means. Like, I know a game director is in charge of the game, but what does that mean for game direction? I'm not really sure. Uh, They also won Best Action Adventure Game. Um, Mario won Best Family Game, and I think it definitely deserved that. But at the same time, I feel like Best Family Game, it's not really a family game because the family can't play it together. That's my one gripe with it. I, I, I feel like Mario definitely deserved to win some stuff, but Best Family Game doesn't make sense to me uh, just because it's not a game where you're playing with lots of people. At most, you're playing with two people. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids won Best Strategy Game, which it definitely deserved. I feel like that is a fantastic example of a strategy game, and I can't wait to play the Versus mode, uh in the future. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Nintendo won Best Studio, which is great. And then Metroid won Best Handheld. So they came away with quite a few awards and I think that uh, Nintendo did a great job. Uh, let's talk about the announcements that they think that they had. Uh, Zelda DLC they announced it finally. Like I, I said, expect them to give a date. And I I even said it would be wonderful if they said and it's available now or and it's available tomorrow. Um, and if I didn't say that on the podcast, I definitely said it on the stream at, at some point. And that's what they did. And I'm so excited. Um, unfortunately, I can't play it right now. I don't have time. I just don't have time to play it. Uh, so I like that they did that That's a very good hype moment. It's always awesome when uh somebody can go out there and drop the mic like that and then they showed the trailer for the game or for the d l c and the the trailer looks great and then at the end it was great i hosted i hosted the uh the game awards on my channel so that people could watch it without the ridiculous chat going by and uh like i i didn't even miss it i must have been on a delay or something cuz i was doing i was listening to the awards and doing something else and i saw it at the corner of my eye uh wyvern ripsnarl who's uh he's a, a staple in our in our discord he's almost always there uh he goes whoa today and i looked over and i was like wait what's today what's today and then he goes a motorcycle and if you didn't watch the the um <laughs> the video At the end of the announcement, Link drives on this motorcycle and they're like, all of the other um, champions have a divine beast. I guess this is Link's divine beast. Uh, It's his motorcycle. And I guess basically if you finish all of the DLC, you get this cool motorcycle, which is weird. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. There are machines in the game, so I guess that's okay. Okay. It's just really, really strange, and the motorcycle does not look like Link's motorcycle from, um, I almost called it Smash Kart, um, from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It looks like its own thing. It looks like it's built out of Guardian parts, and it still kind of looks like a horse, a uh, little bit. Um, I totally see this as being uh, DLC for the Mario Kart. Eight Deluxe. Like I think that later on next year we're going to be getting um, DLC for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and it is going to include this motorcycle as part of it. Uh, so I'm sure that we'll also get some new characters. Maybe Zelda will join. That would be great. Uh, maybe Samus will join, and we'll we'll truly be getting the Smash Kart that people keep clamoring for. Uh, but I, I expect that we're going to see some uh, Mario Odyssey related. Uh, courses, some Zelda Breath of the Wild related courses, and some vehicles that are related to the big games from Nintendo from 2017. I think that that's really going to be cool. Um, Let's see, what else did they talk about uh, there? Oh, um, as far as the Game Awards go, uh, two changes that I personally think that they should make is... Get rid of the best esports game. I don't like that as a category because that's like saying football is better than basketball. And they're both great for their own reasons. You can't really compare one to the other because they're so different. It, they're not even really the same genre. Like most esports games are not the same genre. That's like saying, okay, first person shooters are better than MOBAs. That doesn't make sense because different people like different things. I don't like the category of esports game. Um, I also didn't like the category of best esports team. That's like saying the New York Giants are better than the Chicago Bulls. There's really no way for you to compare them. It doesn't make sense. So I didn't like that. And I, you know, but at the same time, I don't look at esports as a a term that I really like. I prefer um competitive multiplayer games as instead of calling it esports because I think of I don't think of it as an athletic thing. Uh not that what they're doing is easy because it's not. Uh the people who play those games uh at a high and competitive level, they are definitely very very skilled and talented individuals who work very hard at what they do, uh, many many hours in the day. But it's not sports; it's video games, and so I don't think I think it's a bit of a misnomer. Uh, and I've I've said this on other shows before uh, myself. Um, yeah, Joel Mead says I'm impressed. You know, those two teams are in different sports. <laughs> uh, you know, I I don't like to watch sports. I like to play them for me. For me, I like to go out and play basketball. I like to play football. I like to I like to play it. I don't like watching it. I find watching it to be boring for me. Uh, anyway, that's beside the point. It's just a couple of points that I wanted to add about the Game Awards. But overall, I feel like the Game Awards were really, really great. And I, I'm i looking forward to uh, playing it uh, next time. Um, yeah, putting in chat says, how can you know if a League of Legend player is better, is a better gamer than a CSGO player? You can't. Um, you, you can't take Michael Jordan, and put him on a baseball team. Oh, wait, you can, because he tried that. Um, <laughs> so you know what? He didn't do too well on the, on the baseball team, but that's okay. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. And uh, what else do we have on here? I'm, I'm going to get rid of the cuts today, just because there's so few different stories. Um, Outlast 1 and 2 has been announced. Uh, this is via Facebook. They announced that they are bringing both of those games to the Switch. Uh, Now, Outlast is supposed to be a horror game. Um, My thoughts about this are that I don't feel like horror games are the best. I don't think that they're. They're not putting their best foot forward by being on the Switch, if that makes sense. The reason why I feel this way is because horror games are best when you are in this solitary experience uh, and nothing else is around. Maybe you've got the lights down low and you've got it on a big TV and you're wearing headphones and you've got it cranked up loud and you can hear the sounds of the whatever it is that's scary in the game. And I think that that makes for really, really good gameplay. Whereas playing a quote unquote scary game or a horror game, playing it on a uh, screen as small as the Switch, that just feels like it's going to take the scariness out of the game. And I, th- I feel like it's just a mistake. Um, at the same time, the Switch also plugs into a TV. So there you go. If you already have these games, there's absolutely no reason for you to get them on the Switch because one of the reasons that I say, oh, I want to play that on the Switch or this game would be perfect on the Switch is because of the portability, being able to take a game with me when I go someplace. I am not going to play a horror game out in public where somebody, you know, some kid might be walking by. And there's a guy walking around with with his arm cut off and blood spurting. I don't know. I've not played Outlast. I don't usually play horror games. Um, I just think it's kind of a not, not the best matchup. I want everybody to be able to get these to to get the games from the genre of their choice on the Switch. So that's why I support Outlast One and Two coming to the Switch. But it's not something that I say, if you've already got it, then pick it up again, because playing it portably is is going to be infinitely better. I really don't think that's true in this case. It's not going to be infinitely better. Um, Link 31254 says, when I got Resident Evil on the 3DS, I made a blanket fort for atmosphere. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, Did you do the same thing, Link? on, uh, Resident Evil on the, uh, Switch. There's the question though. All right. The last story of the day is the, um, Splatoon, uh, which by the way, I got back from my friend. I had loaned it to a friend and I've been playing it again. And I have to say, uh, the time that I spent playing Battlefield, not Battlefield, playing Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, has increased my skill at Splatoon a lot. I feel like I did a lot better that, uh, playing it again. But uh, I loaded it up and, and played it some more. And my God, I forgot how good Splatoon 2 is. It's such a great game. Anyway, why am I talking about it? Well, because on 12-15, that is... I'm clicking on a calendar right now. That is next Friday. So one week from today, the 8th, on the, on the 15th of December, uh, there is the next Splatfest. And it is going to be, which Christmas gift do you prefer to receive? Sweaters versus socks. And I'm here to tell you, socks are the way I want to go here. Um, Yes, sweaters are bigger. They keep you warm. But I love weird socks. My wife, every year, she gets me weird socks. Like she'll get a pair of socks with mustaches on them or palm trees or stuff like that. And I'll go to work and I wear, you know, dress pants and a dress shirt or a polo or something like that. And I always wear weird socks And my chucks, and I just love weird socks. I don't know why, I just do. And ugly sweaters, they are like a one day a year kind of thing for me. That's when I wear them, is just one day a year. So I very much prefer socks. Uh, Joel Mead24 in chat says, it's 80 degrees at my house today. Do not need more sweaters. I get what you mean. (laughs) Uh, Although it's cold here today, so sweaters would be useful. I'm wearing a hoodie, a shirt, and then another shirt underneath, and I'm still a little chilly today. All right. Well, that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, uh, please let me know. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, there are a lot of ways that you can, uh, not just Patreon. So if you don't want to, again, I'm not gonna, just going to revisit what I said at the beginning. If you feel like the you're unhappy with the changes that Patreon made, by all means, leave the Patreon. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, you know, I might reach out and say, hey, did you leave because of this or because of that? And I'm just curious because I want to make sure that I'm doing everything to give you guys the most entertainment. Um, One easy way to help out is if you are an Amazon Prime member, uh, just link your Twitch account to Amazon Prime, and then you can sub to your favorite streamer. Maybe it's me, maybe it's not. Uh, You can also, uh, if you buy a lot of holiday stuff on Amazon, make sure you use my affiliate link. It really, really helps out the show. And you can, of course, uh, buy... Uh, Doc Socks and other fabric-related goodies made with Nintendo fabric at my wife's Etsy shop, which which is etsy.com slash shop slash runjumpstomp. All those links can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thank you to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the music uh, at the top and bottom of the show. You guys are awesome. I'm out of here. And next episode will be on Tuesday, but I think I'll be able to stream on Sunday. Maybe, maybe I'll be able to stream Zelda. We'll see. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.